1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, October the 28th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on October 28, 1886, the Statue of Liberty, a gift from the people of France, was dedicated at New York Harbor by President Grover Cleveland. Interestingly enough, the French had wanted that Statue of Liberty named, (laughs) of all things, Liberty enlightening the world. France was all caught up in the Enlightenment movement in those days, and that's what they had on their mind, I suppose. But here in America, in those days, we were thinking more about liberty than the Enlightenment movement, so we called it the Statue of Liberty. Today, in 1636, the General Court of Massachusetts passed a legislative act establishing Harvard College. Pastor Harvard, John Harvard, gave his library and a lot of work and equity, sweat equity, to getting Harvard College off the ground. The reason, he said, and this is a quote, he said, to train up men in godly principles for the ministry. Boy, have they drifted. Today, in 1793, Eli Whitney applied for a patent on the cotton gin. He said, I figured out how to separate the, uh, the little cotton stuff from the seed. <clears throat> Changed a lot of things. Today in 1858, Roland Hussey Macy. He opened his first New York store at 6th Avenue and 14th Street in Manhattan. He decided to call it Macy's. 1858. Today in 1914, George Eastman announced that he had uh, an invention and he could now start producing color photographs, 1914. Today, 1922, fascism came to Italy. Benito Mussolini took control of the government. Today, in 2001, the families of people killed in the September 11th terrorist attack in New York and elsewhere, they gathered for a memorial service in New York. It included prayers and songs, one of which was Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, that Saved a Wretch Like Me. I Once Was Lost, But Now I'm Found, Was Blind, But Now I See. Five years ago today, the FBI dropped what the press called a political bomb on the Clinton campaign. It announced, the FBI announced that... It was investigating whether emails on a device belonging to disgraced ex-congressman Anthony Weiner. Remember Anthony Weiner? He is weird. I'll tell you. He was sending all kinds of pictures of himself to women, and I, I mean, it was it was sick. Anyway, he was by then he was the estranged husband of one of Clinton's closest aides and friends, that Huma Abedin. Remember her? They said, the FBI said, that it might contain classified information. Well, as it turned out, it did. But there were no consequences. In the world of progressivism, there are usually no consequences when they are the people doing the investigation of their own. It rarely happens, if ever. Remember last week, former President Obama was in Virginia He was uh, campaigning for Terry McAuliffe, who's running for governor. He was a shoe in to be elected, according to the polls, until, well, until people started waking up around the country because schools, particularly a school district in Virginia, I've talked about it a number of times here on this program because it's very noteworthy and we probably will be talking about it again, but this school in Loudoun County started going off the rails big time, and parents all of a sudden said, hey, wait a minute. This is not what I want for my children, and all of what has happened, happened. Well, anyway, he's down there. Barack Obama's down there campaigning on Saturday, last Saturday. He told the people, and I mentioned this on Monday of this week, but he told the people, he said, don't pay attention to all of these so-called concerns. He said they're just trumped-up concerns and trumped-up crisis And he said they're phony issues. He called them that, phony issues. Well, Rasmussen reports, they, of course, heard uh, what I heard and what we heard. And so they did a poll on that and they released the results this morning. And what they found on their national poll this week was that 76% of American adults are concerned, very concerned, about the public schools. In fact, 58%, of that 76% of Americans that are concerned said, we are very, very concerned. Only 21% said they were not concerned about what schools are promoting, uh, that schools might be promoting controversial beliefs in the classroom. That 21% probably do not have children or don't care because if they did care, if they knew anything about what's going on in public schools today, they would be concerned. It is outrageous. It is indescribable what public so-called public education is doing to children. It is child abuse in its most rare form, I'll tell you. And so they should be. I wasn't surprised by those numbers, but I was certainly happy that Rasmussen took that poll and they published it, as I said, this morning, about an hour ago. Also, about an hour or so ago, I noticed that the Vatican um, abruptly canceled this morning. They abruptly they abruptly canceled the planned live broadcast of U.S. President Joe Biden meeting with Pope Francis. The Vatican press said that uh, in fact they didn't provide any explanation for it. They just said they were doing it. And um, there's normally a live broadcast. I mean that's kind of been the protocol uh, of of a president, uh, particularly a president of the United States, when they come to uh the, to meet with the Pope and so on. And Biden, of course, is a devout Catholic, um, the second Catholic president of the United States, Kennedy the first. But anyway, they all of a sudden they changed the whole thing, just without explanation, and they won't the press has been asking them. And as far as I can see, just before I went on the air, I didn't spend a lot of time on this, but I, I didn't see where anywhere where the Vatican had made any Uh, explanation of it. They just said, nope, we're not doing it live this time. And uh, they said that the live coverage is canceled. It will not happen. Biden will be meeting with Francis, but uh, no live footage. What they normally do, from what I noticed this morning, is they normally cover the the motorcade coming in with the President of the United States and so on. And they show them and they get out and then they show the president meeting the, the Pope and, and they meet and, and then they go into this. Uh, it's called the throne room. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, they go into this throne room and um, they sit down. And then at that point, they start having a personal conversation. The camera stop. That's what they're cutting out. They said they're going to show the motorcade of Biden coming into the into the Vatican there. And then they're not going to have anything else live. What they're going to do is videotape it. I mean, film it, videotape. And then they're going to edit it, and then they're going to release it later. Very interesting. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, a a lot of thoughts come to mind. We won't get into that today. But uh, one thing, well, I got to say this. One thing, there's a lot of uh, bishops, particularly in the United States, but elsewhere, in Africa and elsewhere, they're really paying attention to this meeting between the Pope and Biden because they are advocating strongly and they disagree with the Pope about his embrace of Joe Biden, the Catholic, because these guys, these bishops, are saying that Joe Biden is not a devout Catholic and he should not. He should be disqualified from receiving communion at the Catholic Church. So that could have something to do with it. I don't know. But speaking of this morning, President Biden is, as we speak, on Capitol Hill today, (laughs) he's out of his basement. He's talking to the Democrat, um, the House Democrat caucus about his Build Back Better agenda. And I want to just take a a minute to tell you what they're talking about because it kind of leads into what I want to talk to you about today. Um, He's talking about his Build Back Better Act, and uh, he's having some problems with that, as you know. And um, what he is going to be proposing to Congress, and you're going to be hearing a lot about this in the news. It'll be all fluffed up and, you know, shined up by the press. It'll, I mean, it'll look like it's, it's almost like a utopia or a millennial reign of some kind. Uh, that's the way they will pr- present this for the most part. But what he's proposing to Congress, he can't get, seem to get his Democrats on, all, on board, not all of them at least, to get his Build Back Better 3 to $5 trillion deal done. So what he's proposing and what he's talking to them about right now, and, and this will be hitting the news in a few hours this afternoon, but what he's talking to them about right now is his revised edition of his Build Back Better Act. And his proposal, I took a look at it this morning, and, and it's pages long. I mean, it, it weighs must weigh tens of pounds. I don't know. I mean, it's massive. But in a in a minute, here's what it looks like is in it. It looks like the president is asking for, demanding, in fact, 400 billion dollars towards child care and preschool. That's concerning. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, in the in the future. Do you want the government spending that much money to care for your child and to take control of your preschooler? Unfortunately, a lot of parents do because they have to work. And I understand the dynamic between having to work and raising a family. Believe me, I do. But anyway, there's $400 billion for the government to extend themselves to take care of your children. And your preschool children. There's $150 billion toward home care initiatives, and that's a whole list of things of people, you know, mostly medical things coming to your home and helping versus going into care facilities and so on. That's at least that's what I took from it. There's $200 billion for child tax and earned income tax credits. There's $130 billion for the premium tax credit. There's $35 billion for a Medicare hearing plan. There's $150 billion towards housing. There's $40 billion dedicated to higher education and the workforce. And $90 billion towards topics like equity. And there's $555 billion to be used to fight climate crisis. That is concerning. Climate crisis, $555 billion, this in advance of his going to meet with the world leaders about climate crisis. That's where the president is going soon. Notably, the president wants to separate $100 billion in investment, as they call it. It's just wild spending, but he calls it immigration reform. But it's not about slowing down the tens of thousands of people that are coming across the border. No, no, no. This money would go towards reducing backlogs, being able to process these people that are coming across the border more quickly so they can get on with their business of moving illegally into the United States. They want to make the system for asylum and border processes more efficient. $100 billion to assist illegal aliens coming into America. It's amazing. Senator Josh Hawley made a comment this morning, I noticed, just out of the blue. He was talking about the economy and about all of this stuff. He said, America is becoming the land of scarcity and want under this president. It is. It's a sad thing. In fact, the GDP growth report came out this morning for the third quarter It's falling short of the diminished expectations. The um, investment world is a little up (laughs) on edge this morning, from what I could gather. But the economic growth, it crashed as far as these kinds of numbers go. In the third quarter, the economy grappled with the Delta uh, variant, for sure. But it also had to do with the supply chain disruptions. People can see that this president can't solve problems. The gross domestic uh, product is the value of all of our goods and services produced in the U.S., it grew at an annualized rate of 2%, and they thought it was going to be considerably higher than that, even in a reduced expectation. So it's interesting of the world we live in, and we hear a great deal about how deeply divided America is, and it is. But there's one issue that's surfacing that suggests that Americans are maybe coming together. There is a unifying around a single issue. And I want to talk to you about that single issue today, and it's not what you might think. The Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I want to talk to you about the right way and the wrong way today, first politically and culturally, and then spiritually. There could be the breaking of dawn, kind of like, oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Maybe, just maybe, there's a little bit of dawning light on the chaos that the progressives are creating and foisting on America. We'll see. I want to thank you for your support of this ministry, this radio program. I got three emails from one conservative organization today, an organization that I kind of like. Three emails raising money, and all three of them said the same thing a little bit differently. And it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. It's 9.15 as I speak. And this was before... Nine o'clock in the morning, I got three different emails from them. And they're saying that there's someone within their donor base that's going to give seven hundred percent of every dollar given to their organization. In other words, if you give a dollar to them, somebody's gonna give seven dollars. You give a thousand dollars, somebody's gonna give seven thousand dollars. I don't I, I'm not questioning their integrity, but man, three emails this morning from this organization, and they're they're pretty good organization. I kind of like them, to be honest with you. Well, I want to announce to all of you today that we don't have anyone that's doing that. We have you, and I want to thank you for your support. We need it. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, 98009. We do need your support. And I know you understand, and I know you'll stand with us. Thank you so much. You can also contribute online at faithandfreedom.us. Tuesday, while President Biden was campaigning in Virginia, yes, he sometimes actually goes out and goes places. He was campaigning for Terry McAuliffe, the governor's race. He argued that the United States is on the right track under his leadership. He said, I'm quoting him, we're on the move. We're on the right track. We've got more to do, but we're on the right track. He seemed to be obsessed with that. He said it several times. He seemed to be unaware or was simply ignoring the fact, or maybe he was trying to change people's minds. I don't know. But Americans are struggling with increased inflation and high gas prices and supply chain shortages. We see those ships sitting out there. I talked about that almost two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. We see all those big, massive ships setting offshore. They can't even unload, and there's containers on them. One of them has 1,600 containers on it. That's one semi truck per container to haul those things around and drop them off around the country where they're supposed to be. Stuff is getting short. You see empty shelves in in grocery stores now. You see, you think about Christmas. You think about your children or grandchildren buying them something for Christmas. Is it? Is there anything going to be there? I mean, people are starting to get concerned about this. So when he's standing up telling Virginia and the the world, really, everything's going great. You kind of have to wonder about it. Americans are beginning to wonder about it. He said, things are great. Americans are enjoying, I'm quoting the president. He said, they're enjoying increased household wealth, more manufacturing, and a high stock market. He said, take a look at the stock market now. It's higher than it's ever been. I guess everything is doing well, he said. He talked about, he said, I want to give better infrastructure and internet across this state and free preschool, free childcare, cheaper prescription. These are his words, cheaper prescription drugs. I want to replace all the lead pipes in homes and schools across the United States, even though Democrat divisions in Congress has stalled his agenda. He said, everything's going great. Biden said, Donald Trump, Again, a quote, Donald Trump was the only president since Herbert Hoover to experience more jobs lost than gained during his four years in office. Well, even the casual observer knows that without, he didn't even mention the coronavirus. That was the reason for the lost jobs. I'm not defending Trump. It's just a a very simple fact. And everybody knows that. Even if the ones that hate Trump know that he created a roaring economy. So what's in the mind of people? It appears that the Biden administration is, in fact, creating kind of a unifying effect, in my view. At least I haven't seen anyone else saying this, but kind of. Remember when he was running for president, he kept saying, you know, Trump has divided America and Trump is horrible and so on. But I will be a unifier. I will come. He said, I will be a placeholder as well. And that is looming what did he mean by that? Well, I think we know. But he said, "I will be a unifier, and I will unify this America." Maybe, maybe in a strange way, he's sort of beginning to do that. He doesn't know he is, but he could be. There's a political morning consult poll out this week, where they ask America, and and Politico is not conservative. But they ask Americans this question, and I'm quoting the question. The question is this, quote, Now, generally speaking, would you say that things in the country are going in the right direction, or have they pretty seriously gotten off track? That's the question. 39% said, yes, the country is headed in the right direction. 61%, and this isn't a Republican poll, it's a general poll of people who vote regularly. 61% said America is going down the wrong track. His handling of the presidency, the way he's bungled so many big issues, appear to be unifying a divided country around one thing. America is on the wrong track because we got the wrong leader. So maybe what he promised will come to pass. I hope so. I pray that it will. I don't say that from a political point of view, but from a spiritual and a cultural, and just as a father and a grandfather. Maybe maybe he will unify us to wake up and elect somebody from any party, but elect someone who will bring policies and clarity to America and our culture and protect our freedom and quit undermining the very institutions upon which this nation was built and the principles and values upon which those institutions were created. 61% said he can keep his free stuff because they're smart enough to know it isn't free. And they're not into socialism all that much. Even some of the Democrats, they're going, no, we're not, no, we don't want to do, go there. We we know about Venezuela. We know about Cuba. We know about that. Not everybody in America wants socialism. Not everybody in America is a so-called progressive. Not everybody in America agrees with AOC and all of these uninformed crazies that are out there pretty much running the country the Politico uh, political uh, consult poll showed that most american voters are primarily concerned about economic issues that's not surprising they said their greatest concerns are taxes wages jobs unemployment and government spending 46% of all people polled mentioned these things as the most important the second greatest concern among voters, included terrorism, foreign policy, and border security. 61% concluded that our beloved America is on the wrong track, and it is. There's a profound sense that things under the current leadership are not going to get better because this polling comes as Biden is suffering setbacks on every front. This morning, even the Pope announced that he's not going to do his meeting with him live. Even the first part of it. I don't know why. But he isn't. After the collapse of Afghanistan and Biden's approval rating turned upside down and has increasingly sunk lower and lower and lower as the economy deteriorates and children are under assault in government run schools, Albertsons, they're huge. Those of us here in the Northwest certainly know Albertsons Grocery Stores. Well, they also own Safeway and a lot of other large uh, grocery chains. So it means a lot what they say. Albertsons told analysts on Monday of this week to expect the prices of food items to be raised again due to increasing inflation under the Biden administration. Even the New York Times this week, on Monday, they noted that rising prices on household goods, they said, 2021 Thanksgiving could be the most expensive meal in the history of the holiday. In addition to destructive leftist economic policies, the supply chain has collapsed. There's a lack of leadership. The price of food has already increased under this administration by 4.6%, and and most specifically, the prices of meat, poultry, fish, and eggs rose 10.5% in nine months under Biden. Over the first three quarters in office, President Biden's approval rating has dropped more than any president since 1953. Yet those failing policies are becoming a kind of unifying political factor. People are waking up a little bit. Everybody doesn't like Biden's policies and they're beginning to think maybe it's more important to pay attention to the policies than to just hate Trump. Because Biden was elected, Not because of his abilities, he'd been rejected twice before trying to be president, but he just happened to be the candidate when people wanted to express their hate toward Trump. Is it in the best interest of the country to hate Trump so much that you'll elect a Biden who's obviously cognitively impaired? I mean, the whole world knows that. I don't mean to be mean, but I mean, let's wake up. And get real. Volumes have been written about the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. And I don't have time to get into that today. But I'll tell you, there's more and more is reminding us of some of the trends that we saw historically in Rome when it began to unravel. And it was a huge empire. And some of those same issues are the issues we're dealing with today. None the least of which is government corruption and political instability. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, verse 12, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. In the context of Scripture, verse 13, the next verse says, of those who walk the wrong path, even in laughter the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. And verse 15 says, the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well is going. Maybe America is waking up. Maybe America is starting to look at the well at our going. Maybe we're try- saying we better take another look at what's going on in our country. I'm not advocating for anybody as president except let's get some common sense. Let's, let's wake up, drink a cup of coffee or whatever and take a look at what's happening in America. And of course Proverbs 14.12 mostly applies to our personal life we must be sure that we ourselves, spiritually, are on the right path. Asking God to forgive us of our sins and turn from our unrighteousness. I'll see you tomorrow.